world where medical doctors cover up your symptoms with drugs. You need a better way. Look no further. You found it. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. The Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast is for information purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult a physician when trying to get off a prescription medication. Welcome to the Freedom From Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Showalter. I am certified in holistic nutrition. I am not a doctor, and these claims have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration to prevent, cure, or treat any disease. I'm going to talk about salt today, and I've mentioned salt here and there before, going against the standard wisdom of restricting your salt intake, but I haven't really gotten deep into it before. In 1996, the recommended salt intake was 6 grams of salt, which was 1 teaspoon or 2.3 grams of sodium. Now the CDC is saying that if you have high blood pressure, lower your intake to 1.5 grams of sodium per day because they say it can cause heart disease. A study published in the New York Times from JAMA in 1996 The authors of this paper, headed by Dr. Alexander Gordon Logan, an epidemiologist and high blood pressure specialist at the University of Toronto, grouped together data from 56 studies involving 3,500 volunteers. They concluded that a low-salt diet had virtually no effect on people with, with normal blood pressure, a vast majority of the population, and at best resulted in only a small drop in systolic pressure of people with high blood pressure averaging 3.7 points which means if you have high blood pressure and you restrict your salt intake basically has very little to do with your high blood pressure numbers and of course like I said they they want you to restrict your salt because salt is associated with high blood pressure and high blood pressure is associated with heart disease and for this episode's uh, picture at freedomfrompharmacy.com I posted a graph of the deaths over an 80-year period from 1935 up to the present day that shows the percentage of population who died from heart disease. And if you look at that graph, it's basically no change in that amount of time. So even with their blood pressure drugs to keep your blood pressure lower, there's still very little change in the number of deaths of heart disease, even their statin drugs. Very little effect on the deaths caused by heart disease. Now contrast what the federal government, the CDC, and all of those people say. The Japanese live four times longer than we do and have half the cancer and heart disease rates and they eat 12 grams of salt a day. That's twice the amount of salt that they recommended back in 1996. And by looking at food records from the armed services in the past, we've been able to determine that before refrigeration, Consumption of salt averaged at the number of 18 grams a day, roughly 3 teaspoons per day, and that's more than double the amount that we're eating now, even if we include all the processed foods that have sodium in it. A study published in JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association, December 2011 by O'Donnell, the dose-response curve indicates that the area of lowest risk for negative health outcomes is between 9 and 18 grams of salt, equivalent to 3,500 to 7,000 milligrams, or 3.5 grams to 7 grams, which is about 1.5 to 3 teaspoons of salt a day. 
and anything below that and above that pose a much higher risk to your health. Why is that? Well, the salt has many functions that are important to your body. Uh, besides the maintenance of adequate blood pressure, which is included in both the sodium and the chloride content, salt has many other physiological functions such as sodium is important in developing glial cells in the brain and is involved in muscle contraction including heartbeat, nerve impulses, and digestion of bodybuilding protein. Sodium is active in the absorption of other nutrients in small intestine and is the major electrolyte responsible for regulating water balance, pH, and osmotic pressure. Chloride, the other component of salt, helps preserve the acid balance in the body, aids potassium absorption, supplies the essence of stomach acid, and enhances the ability of the blood to carry carbon dioxide from respiring tissues to the lungs. See, when you don't have the sodium and chloride, your stomach acid is made of hydrochloric acid. When you don't have the chloride component, you get weak stomach acid. When you get weak stomach acid, you aren't breaking down your food. And also, your stomach's supposed to be sterile, and it will be sterile if, the, if you have a strong enough pH. When it's not strong enough, bacteria and other things can start fermenting food in there. This is where you get gas, bloating, burping, belching, acid reflux. These are all side effects of low uh, salt intake. A 2006 study showed that sodium restriction increased the risk of heart failure, death, and hospitalization. Studies sought to evaluate the impact of sodium restriction on heart failure outcomes. A total of 260 heart failure patients were divided into 130 sodium-restricted patients with sodium intake under 2,500 milligrams per day and 130 sodium-unrestricted matched controls with sodium intake over 2,500 milligrams per day. The groups were followed for three years. Sodium restriction was associated with a significantly higher risk of death or heart failure hospitalization, which accounted for 42.3% versus the 26.2% who had higher salt intake, almost twice greater risk, increased risk of death by restricting salt. A study from Japan found that salt restriction during gestation caused retardation of fetal growth, thereby leading to low birth weight or a decrease in birth rate. And I'll just finish with this. A good farmer will put out a salt block for his cows on pasture to lick. The cow knows when she needs salt, and she knows when she's had enough salt. No one's out there making sure that she only gets one lick per day. Now, personally, I believe you're not dumber than a cow, unlike some people who want you to restrict salt. You can know when you have enough salt by salting your food to taste. If it tastes good, you're okay. If it tastes salty, you have too much. Now this does not require a hundred million dollar study to figure out. Ideally you don't want to use white refined table salt because this has anti-caking agents in there so that it comes out of the shaker conveniently. Although that's nice, you don't want to get the anti-caking agents. So you want to use pink Himalayan salt or Celtic sea salt or, or Baja sea salt or something like that. These salts have 70 trace minerals in addition to the salt and those trace minerals are very important because the way we live today, we are not getting the number of minerals that people did a hundred years ago. The way people got their minerals a hundred years ago 
was they were cooking with wood and they were heating their homes with wood and they would take that wood ash, put it in their gardens, plants would take up those wood ashes, which is basically minerals that were in the ground that the trees took up, and then the plants in the garden would take those minerals up, then you would eat the plants that had the minerals in it, and you got your minerals that way. Since electricity and natural gas, people don't do that anymore. So we're deficient in these trace minerals. And these trace minerals make up 60% of the 90 essential nutrients. One cheap way to get these minerals, in addition to the salts, because if you actually look at the labels of the salts, the, the amounts of these trace minerals are very, very, very small. Although, it's still better than no minerals at all. Uh, but a better way to get these trace minerals is to go with Longevity's plant-derived minerals. This is a product that's about $20 for a month's supply. It's, it comes in a liquid bottle. You can also get the cherry mins, which is like a couple bucks more to have, give it a little more flavor. But these plant-derived minerals are special in the fact that they are plant-derived. These sea salt minerals, they're not plant-derived. When the minerals go through a plant, the plant changes the biochemistry of the minerals so that it's more absorbable for you. And you also get the plant-derived minerals in the Healthy Body Star Pack, which is the basic 90 essential nutrients. So this is Brian Showalter signing out. We'll see you next time. To see the products mentioned in this show, head over to freedomfromphormacy.com and look at this episode's show notes, and you can see all of the Longevity products by clicking on the store tab. The Freedom From Pharmacy podcast is owned by Easy Way LLC and is under Ohio Revised Code 4759.10i.